0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Today we're going to talk about mentors. Do you have a mentor? Do your kids have mentors? I tell you, mentors have their place. They can give us insight. They can challenge us and maybe say things that mom and dad can't actually say or maybe reinforce the information that their parents have have shared with them, uh, we have business mentors, coaches, or technically mentors. We have spiritual mentors, people that uh, maybe have more knowledge and about God's word, or they have traveled further, or they've got more life experience. Good and bad, actually. Sometimes mentors can help you understand that which you don't want to go. I mean. I know when I was growing up, most of the time I watched what other people did, and I would, I would just watch them. And if it was not leading them in a place that I personally wanted to go, I just knew, okay, that's not the direction I want to take. That's not somebody I want to listen to, but I'm listening to them. But what happens when a mentor replaces a mother? Those of you that have children, uh, maybe even you yourself, it's a conversation that has come up quite a bit. And when I think about mentors, there is a, there is a place for a mentor, an advisor, a counselor. I mean, God tells us to seek godly counsel. God does—there is wisdom in that. It can save us money. It can help us with running a business. It can help us in our marriage. It can certainly help us with our children. I know when I was younger, and and I I think about like the course of my life, and I was a mentor for young moms. And I had young children. And my children, I mean, they were kind of they were actually really young. When I think back on it, it almost makes me want to laugh, thinking I was mentoring other moms, not because I shouldn't, but I was eager to help, just like I am today. I want to help equip people, which is what equip to Be is about. I want to help equip you for your journey, for your calling, for your season. I want to help you unpack the strengths that you have and know how to use the tools that God's given you that are in your toolbox. I, I want to help you have the confidence to, to speak up or step out. I want to help equip you to navigate uncharted territory. It's been in my DNA. It's just who I am. But I remember when I was a mentor uh, to uh, young mothers, I, I was still having children, as a matter of fact, and I was, you know, I had some mentors of my own, and we were having some success with parenting our kids, and I kept noticing certain things, and that was the, the people that I would speak to, and, you know, it actually was kind of my very first business when I started my image consulting business, which would really be a branding business now, but I I wanted to help women feel beautiful on the outside because they saw the beauty from the inside. And I, I, I've just always been in this role of teacher, guide, mentor, and I, I realized one time when I was working with teenage girls. And they would come to me and they would ask me for my advice. And now if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I I basically talked about giving advice to our older kids and teens and our older teens and college kids and high school kids and and adult children. And, you know, God has given me a wonderful opportunity to be able to have the, the, the platform that I have to be able to to speak to such an, a wide range of people on varying topics, and actually that just happens with age. You age and experience and the opportunities that God gives you. So whether I'm talking about, you know social media and messaging, or I'm talking about branding and imaging, parenting. There's some things that have really come to light in my mind and that all goes back to this time where I was working with these teenage girls and I started noticing they they wanted to know what I thought. How did I think they should do this and how should I do that? How should they dress? How should they carry themselves? What should they, you know, what career should they pursue? On and on it went. And I realized that for some of these girls they were listening to me more than they were listening to their moms maybe they didn't respect their mother or their parents or there was a brokenness in their relationship maybe their their family wasn't walking with the lord and they wanted some spiritual insight some some godly advice maybe the mom was absent there were several girls that there there wasn't a mom you know in the home mom had passed away Or just everything about them is they wanted to do everything differently than how their parent, their mother had done. But something happened to me. Oh, I would say this had to be 30 or more years ago. One of the girls had said something to me. She was a teenager, older teenager, actually. And she was thanking me. For my time, my availability of time, she was thanking me just for the advice that I was giving and how it was impacting her life. And then she went on to talk about the nature of her relationship with her mother and how I'm closer to her than her own mother. Now, I'm sharing this. I, I literally remember where we were standing, the conversation we were having, tears were streaming down her face. And I, something in me clicked that as a mentor, I can be a role model. I can impart knowledge or wisdom and share biblical truths. I can share practical advice and, you know, help them when they're as a young entrepreneur, as a young woman starting out, making decisions about how they're going to live their lives, the convictions that they'll have. But as a mentor, and if you're a mentor, I want you to be very, very aware that if you're not careful, you can actually usurp the authority of the parent. Teachers do this, can do this. A coach, coaches can become so important. Well, coach said this, coach said I'm supposed to eat like that. Coach says, I need to have this much sleep, and it can really grate on your nerves, especially if you've been telling your kids to turn off their phones and go to bed, and then all of a sudden, you've been saying this for years, and all of a sudden, they come home, and they've changed everything, and you're like, wow, what's the change about? Oh, well, Coach said this, or my friend's mom said that, or I read this online, or there's somebody that that I follow, or my friend's parent. It can ache. It can actually hurt your heart because you're thinking, wait, 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 back up here. I've been saying this all along. You got that from me. That didn't come from them. And that's what you really want to say. And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes you've said it. I have. But I want to talk to you about if, if you're a mentor, if you're actively mentoring others, they're vulnerable. They're, they're looking for help. And hope, maybe even somebody to trust. There's a fine line. As a mentor, sometimes that can even make you feel like you're important. Oh, man, I have all this influence. This is so cool. And you might not even agree with what their parents are doing. And you might not even realize it. You might not even know that it's happening. But that day when that young lady said that to me, I forever changed how I mentored because I did not want to replace the parents that God gave to that child. I did not want to usurp that authority. So as I would mentor, I would often tell them, what, what do your parents say? What do you think about that? Mentors are, are put on a pedestal and oftentimes... Our older teens or college kids or even adult kids, they only get a, a picture, a snapshot of what that person's life's like, whereas they have to do the ugly with you. You know, they they get to see the inconsistencies that maybe you have in your own life. They see things about you they just straight up don't like. Oh, but my mentor, my mentor's perfect. My mentor's amazing. I've seen this happen so many times. So I want to address two points. If you have been placed in a position of mentoring others, and sometimes you mentor by default, always be mindful of the parent behind the child, the instructions, the values, the principles that they're trying to impart to that child. Also, Remember that you're not getting a full picture of the dynamics within their home. You're getting one side. I remember so many times um, when I was writing Parenting Beyond the Rules, I pulled out a bunch of my journals from when we used to host Bible studies at our home, and I would hear all these young women, mostly young women, the guys would usually talk to uh, my husband. Some of them would talk to me, especially if they were having struggles with their mom. And they wanted perspective, because I have a lot of boys, but mostly the girls. And they would say things like, I just can't talk to my mom like I can talk to you. If you hear that, I want you, as a mentor, I want you to tuck that away. And I want you to realize that's, that's a little bit of a red flag. And explore that a little. What is it? Why? Why? Why can't they talk? to their parents the way they're talking to you? Why is conversation with you so freely given? Why is everything you say to them, it's just like they wait with bated breath to hear what you have to say to tell them how to live their life? What's going on there? As a mentor, you have a responsibility to go deeper there, to get to the heart of the matter. Why? Because they're going to be doing life with their parents. That's the goal. That is the goal. Not for you to be some held in some position of loftiness, there's a weightiness and a responsibility that comes with being a mentor. And and I'm sure none of you have that happen. I sure had it happen so many times. But I remember several conversations with these girls who say, I just can't talk to my mom the way I can talk to you. She just doesn't understand me the way you understand me. That's easy. She lives with you. I don't. You're going to put your best face forward with me. You're going to put on that happy, eager, you're wonderful. Whereas your parents? sees the not wonderful. They see you. They see that child. The good, the bad, the ugly. I want you to be mindful of this, moms. If you, moms, coaches, teachers. If you're in a position of influence or you're in a mentoring role, Always be pointing that child back. Always be focused on trying to help them build a relationship with their parents. Be focused on helping them see through the lens of the parent. Be mindful and express to that child, that college kid, that young adult. Constantly remind them. You know, your parents have your best interest in mind. Now, I'm going to say, sure, all of you could probably think of some parents that are pretty crappy parents. You know, God can still use them, can't He? And some of you can think, you know, well, that their parents aren't Christians. They don't know the Lord. <laughs> you know, I'm so sorry. But God can still use them. Don't allow yourself to be put in a position above the parent. I want you to put yourself in their parents' role. Imagine if that was your child and they came home after being at dance class or piano or sports or theater or whatever it is, and all that child, your child, the child that you you stayed up with all night long, the child that you made sure was taken care of, was clothed, was fed, was loved, was comforted. And they come home, and all they ever talk about was so and so said this, so and so said that. I'm supposed to do this. Be wary, be careful of that. Don't get the roles flipped. Point that child, regardless of age, help them see that their parents are for their good. And remind them that God gave them those parents, that you have a role. God's bringing you together as a mentor, but you don't have the final authority that a parent has. And you know what else? You won't stand before the Lord the way a parent does. See, as a mentor, you've got to be strengthening and and turning that child's thoughts back to, well, why can't you talk to your parents? Why can't you talk to your mom? What's happening within the dynamics? Help them to also see how they might be contributing to the angst, to the tension. Give them tools and tips of how they can build that relationship, how they could possibly communicate better instead of just waking up and being in a bad mood and being grumpy or grunting in the morning. Or when their parents do try to engage them in conversation, all they get is one word, I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. Help them to see, help that child to see that they have a part to play in the building of a strong relationship with their parents. Help them get the picture, paint the picture of them doing life in a beautiful way with their family. That is possible. And so if you're a mentor, be mindful of that. Don't allow yourself to be a mentor that replaces a mother. That's so wise. That's so important. It'll happen. And the more you interface with other moms, the more you interface with other kids or college kids, people you work with, the more careful you'll be in how you give advice and how you give counsel. And if you're the mom, if you're the mom who's been replaced, it's hard. I've had so many moms come to me in just tears. I had one mom, I wrote her about her in Parenting Beyond the Rules, but she basically came to me and we were talking about she was working and I had just touched base with her. I hadn't heard from her in a while and I had just touched base with her. I'm like, hey, how's it going? She goes, oh, it's going really good. And I'm like, hey, I haven't heard much from you. You're like, what are you doing now? And she goes, oh, I quit my job. I mean, this is, this is just this story. But I quit my job. I'm like, why? You were so good at it. She goes, I was losing the heart of my child. It caused great pause. I mean, I do write this in more detail in Parenting Beyond the Rules. But I I unpacked it further with her. I asked her more questions. Like, what did she mean? She was just so vulnerable and real. How someone was replacing her. Sometimes that happens. In this case, it was because she just was busy a lot with work and other things going on. She didn't have time, and she just kept thinking, they understand, my kids understand, my kids understand, it's fine, until she realized that that child was actually going to other people and not coming to her. It was breaking her heart. And so we talked a good bit about it. And she was asking, you know, what do I do? And I said, pursue the child. Pursue them. Don't give up. You still have a role to play. Obviously, it takes time if that's happened. And if the person that your child has is running to has gained such a place in their heart. It could take a great deal of time. And this is what I encourage you to do. Don't bash the mentor. I've actually been guilty of that myself. You kind of get mad. You get your feelings hurt. I gave birth to you. I'm the one that labored. I'm the one that brought you into this world. Yeah, that's a natural reaction. If you're in that place, Don't beat yourself up over that. And if you haven't had that experience, tuck this away. Don't do that. Praise. Give thanks. Be grateful that somebody is pouring into your child. Don't get resentful or bitter or angry. That can happen too. Don't marginalize them or berate them. I mean, they are pouring into your child's life. And if it's good stuff, I mean, it's one thing if it's bad, if it's steering your child in the wrong direction, or undermining everything that you're trying to build in your family, the values, the character, the the biblical virtues, the biblical worldview. But if that's happening, that's a different conversation. But if it's well-meaning, and and maybe the mentor isn't aware, give benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're not aware of what's happening. Because they don't live in your home. Pray. Pray. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom and insight. Interject where you can and when asked. I talked about this in the last episode of Equipped to Be. Like, how do you give advice to older children, whether they're teens or college kids or, or adult kids? Here you know, they're going to seek counsel, which is biblical. And they're not always going to come to you for it. But what I'm talking about is when you're being replaced, when they don't want to know what you think. They already know what you think, and they've either solidly rejected it, or you're not sensitive to how you speak, and you're just constantly trying to fix and solve their problems. I mean, we don't want to be criticized. Who wants to be criticized and corrected about everything, Or what child wants to be constantly be told you're doing it the wrong way? Uh, No one, you you included. But there's something interesting that happens when your child gravitates towards a mentor. Sometimes that's just for a season. Maybe it's that coach that is pushing them in a way you wouldn't be able to push them because they don't live with them because. They have a different outcome. They're trying to develop character or uh, character qualities, determinations, perseverance, or they're trying to pull something out of them that maybe that child just doesn't really know that they have. That's, That's different. That's the proper place of like a coach or a mentor. I'm talking about when you see their heart slipping away from you and going towards somebody else. That's where there can be a lot of pain and hurt. And we can say things or we can put up walls or check out. Okay, none of those are right. You may do them, you may be doing them. But to protect your heart, so hear me. I know it can be hard. Ask the Lord to either show you where you can enter back in Or like in this woman's case, where you can actually make some changes so you can be more available, so that they aren't feeling the need to run towards somebody else because they realize, no, you are there. Just remember, don't marginalize. Don't mock. Don't put them down. Listen. Interject where you can. Pray. But don't give up on the position and the authority that you actually have. You can win your child's heart back. You can restore the lost time. But it might take you some time. But I promise, if you put up walls to protect your heart, to protect yourself, if you are not kind towards the person that they have placed in a position of influence over their lives, they're going to put up a a wall further against you. And you don't want that. And it doesn't have to be that way. God gives us mentors for reasons. So if you are mentoring others, be mindful. If you have a, a young child, even a young mother, a mom that's just beginning her parenting season, she doesn't know what to do. Maybe she didn't like the way her mother or her parents raised them she's wanting to do things differently and you are like why aren't you coming to me that i know that can hurt if you are in that role get to know that person a little better don't go to that person and and out your child and well you don't know what you don't know what they're really like no they don't And they don't know what that mentor is really like either. It can be a special bond and a special relationship that could have a lifelong impact. And it could be for good. The goal is to maintain a relationship between you and your child that supersedes the role of a mentor. I had two amazing mentors when I began parenting. I had no idea what I was doing. I was a career woman and I was... Career focused, like 100% career focused. And then when we ha- started having children, I literally didn't know what to do because I wasn't, I wasn't a babysitter. I was working by the time I was 14 years old, working for like Dairy Queen and just I was working. I, I had things to do and the world to conquer. And then when I became a mom, I was elevated to that position of mother mother, being a mom, shaping and influencing another human's life. Boy, did I have a lot to learn. So I did seek mentors. And there actually was a season where, looking back, I can see how I dishonored my mom. How I I did elevate some other ladies to a position that my mom really should have held. That was my own immaturity and my own ignorance, actually. And to, thankfully, oh my goodness, thankfully, the Lord allowed me to see that and to make amends in that and that and restore the relationship with my mom in proper order. And then my mom did become my greatest mentor. Others spoke into my life. Other women spoke into my life. I learned so much about being a mom, about being a wife. If you're the mom and you've been replaced— God's not finished pray, pray for that mentor to realize to give them that moment like I had with that young teenage girl that day when she said i can i I can talk to you I, I would never be able to talk to my mom like that boy. I still remember that conversation. it profoundly impacted me, and all these years I guess that's been what thirty four Oh, my gosh, it's so many. Decades. How about just decades? It's been decades. And I mentor a lot of women. But I've always wanted to make sure I stayed in the proper position. I'm a mentor. I'm not your mom. That's reserved for them. So if you're mentoring, keep that mindset. Remember the mother on the other end. The the dad on the other end. Know your role. Know that you have influence and position. Use it wisely and be discerning. Always pointing them to the point, to the fact, that they're going to be doing life with that family, and it's not very likely they're going to do intimate, hard life with you forever. But God willing, they will do hard work, intimate life with their families, the families God gave them it's possible if you're the mom don't give up don't marginalize don't mock don't undermine don't be smirch know that they have a role to play ask the lord ask the lord to heal your relationship ask the lord to keep your heart tender and to be grateful that somebody is pouring in truths. If they're not, you're going to have to speak up because that's different. But I'm talking to you about a normal, healthy mentor-mentee relationship. During our kids' younger years, the older te- younger years, as in older teens, college age, young adult, having babies, they're going to get information from a lot of places. You want to hold that place, the high honor of mom, in their heart and not let that get replaced by someone else who may or may not be intentional about doing it. Keep your heart tender and don't get resentful. Mentors should not replace mothers. Mentors have their place in your child's life. Don't forget that. Know that those are the children God gave you to teach and train in the way they should go. Know that the values you've been teaching them are there in their heart always. Ask the Lord. In some areas when your children are struggling, ask the Lord to bring someone that can reaffirm what you've been teaching all along, that may be able to penetrate a hard heart or a rebellious heart or a confused heart, it is possible. And it can be a beautiful thing. It can be a painful thing. But God does use mentors in our child's life. He uses them in our lives as well. I'm so glad that you tune in every week to equip to be. Our desire is to equip you for the calling before you to help you navigate the seasons of uncharted territory to help you grow in your faith. To help you build families that love doing life together, that help you find the balance between all the plates that you juggle as a as a woman, as as a career woman, as an entrepreneur, as a wife. That's our goal. As always, tune in every Wednesday at eight a.m. and we can't wait to be with you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.